And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. In a conversation framed with referenced quotes, we go deep with the always inspiring Dr. Michael Beckwith, a spiritual teacher creating leaders, not followers. Michael Bernard Beckwith is the founder and spiritual director of Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. Founded in 1986, Agape is a trans-denominational community comprised of thousands of local members and global live streamers that is highly regarded for its cultural, racial, and spiritual diversity and inclusivity. If someone ever doubted the power of words, all they need to do is listen to you speak, and that doubt is removed. Through words, you educate and empower. Beyond words seen or heard, they are felt and understood. Question for you is when and how did this gift come to you? Hmm. When I think back on the arc of, of the evolution of Michael P. Beckwith, you know, when I was attending uh, USC, um, I had a number of spiritual experiences that I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was happening to me. And it culminated with an awakening in which I could see they were surrounded by a presence of such love and beauty. The magnitude was beyond any uh, description I could give it. Any way that I could articulate it would fall short of what it was. I could never get back in the box again. So my life became dedicated to discovering what had happened to me and what this was. So over a course of a number of years, I was able to integrate into this expanded awareness. And in so integrating, I would say, I embodied the frequency so that the, the, my, my, my words is, is a word. My words uh, are activated. It's not just information, you know, it's actually a frequency that emanates from me that I don't, <clears throat> I don't even take credit for it, really. I just surrender to it and allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. That is that is amazing. Um, so you have a num. You are very quotable. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of quotes. So what I'd like to do moving forward with this conversation is just reference some of your quotes that, for me personally, have really resonated, and I'd love to share those quotes and then uh, ask a question or two. Is that okay? Please, absolutely. Let's do this. And let's begin with this one. Your quote, practice broadcasting the high vibrations of your inner radiance, remembering all the while that the place upon which you stand is holy, simply Mm -hmm. because you are standing there. As beings, we have such a hard time with just being. It's not enough to just be. We have to go. We have to do so question for you why is it so hard for us to simply be well i think it's 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 two reasons one human beings are most human beings live in the domain of survival and so there's an insidious fear of not having enough and so that fear drives people into a state of doing acquiring getting protecting what they get things of that particular nature and then the prime, primary reason is people just don't know who they are. 
they have a tendency to relegate themselves to thinking that they're merely the son or daughter of their parents, merely what degrees they have, where they were born, uh, all, all of that. But they don't know their spiritual nature. Until one wakes up to their spiritual nature, there's always um, this insidious perception that's being created by a limited personality. So people are on edge, they're in fear, they're, they're worried all the time, they're, they're anxious, there's a high level of anxiety. And, and but it, it, that dissipates when one begins to discover their real nature and being through, through some, some level of spiritual practice that allows them to have an insight into that reality. And then things begin to change. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about our spiritual nature, which is real, it's powerful. And, it, and it's our real, it's our real nature. It's all, it's our authentic self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, another one of your quotes that just I, was on repeat in my head for a while is, is this one: "The mute button on uh, women has been turned off." In, women everywhere are standing up. As a result, both women and men will be healed. Yes. So, will you take a moment to share why the silence of some can be harmful for all? Well, you know, obviously, historically, the the dominant culture has oppressed women and people of color for many, many years. And so, without the voice of all of us, individuals that are doing the oppressing, they don't get to grow into their real nature as well. They stay stuck in a very small um, paradigm that's about control, manipulation, force. And so they don't get to grow. They, they stay very, they, they stymied, they're stymied in their own expanded awareness. And so as we see the evolution of, of liberation for all people, and in particular women, um, men can't stay the same either. So when the mute button is gone, then men have to grow as well. They have to unfold to their real nature of being. And, you know, men aren't happy, stuck in an, in an emotionless, dominating, controlling point of view. They're not happy that way, even though uh, they may feel some level of security in that particular culture. But when, when the least of us begin to rise up and begin to expand and begin to speak out, it heals everyone. Because the oppressor, the oppressor energy is not healthy and it's not whole and it's not healed. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense for sure. Um, you know, so I'm reminded of this powerful quote of yours, perhaps one of my favorites. Um, they're all favorites, but this one in particular. <laughs> um, every time I turn on a lamp, and I think you know where I'm going with this one. We've gotten caught up in thinking we are what we look like, the physical, mm. the exterior. We think we're the lampshade. We've forgotten that we are the light, the electricity and the luminosity that lights up every man, woman, and child. The light is who we truly are. One of my favorites. <laughs> And yet, and yet, our default seems to be to see ourselves only as shades. So question for you here, how do we change that default setting? How can we see ourselves and remember 
the light that we are. I love that quote too, <laughs> because it actually explains our real nature and being on, on so many levels. First of all, um, when we think about electricity, electricity is everywhere. It never runs out, even though they'll meter it and sell it to you and things. But it's, it's, it's infinite, it's everywhere. But it gets to be seen through a light bulb, and then there are lamp shades around that light, 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 light bulb. We are an emanation of that electricity. We're the light, we're the luminosity itself, but we have forgotten. So in order, in order to wake up to that, there must be some level of sincerity that is a desire to wake up to it. There, be some, there must be some level of intention, which leads to a level of spiritual practice, which can include study, it can include meditation, it can include prayer, it can include the yogic practices, it can include how you take care of your body temple. But at a certain point, you have an awareness that you're more than the body. You're more than the color of your skin. You're more than your sexual orientation. You're more than where, what country you were born in. Those are small descriptions, but oftentimes people get, get caught up in the small limiting description rather than the macro, rather than the large real description. So what happens is when you discover your real nature, you, you you're, the lamp bulb and the lap shade is used to reveal the luminosity. It's like uh, we were able to take our eternal nature and paint on the landscape of time and space with the colors of our soul. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different way of living. And so now what do we do? We're radiating. What are we doing? We're shining, we're glowing, we're sharing, we're giving from an inexhaustible source that is within us. But we have to wake up to that, you see? And so people, I like to say, sometimes are dimensionally challenged. They're only living in three dimensions, which is a very small package when they're only living from the five senses and, and are forgetting that we have eyes because we see, we have ears because we hear. It's not the other way around. It's not because it's not, you don't see because you have eyes. You don't hear because you have ears. You actually see first and you hear first, that's a spiritual faculty. And it produces eyes and ears to hear in this dimension, but most people are caught up in this dimension. And, it, and it's not anybody's fault. I mean, you know, we're, we, think we, we think we are our body, we think we are our possessions. But again, with just a little bit of intention and spiritual practice, a whole new world opens up to you. And when you begin to live in that world, you're in this other world, but you're of a higher frequency. And this is the whole impetus of people waking up spiritually. And until that happens, all of the issues that we're facing in humanity will never be permanently solved because individuals are not in their real nature. Oh, and I love how you express it, painting with the colors of our soul and something that uh, that is so within um, to share something so beautiful without. Um, so, so here we are. You don't want to be what you should be. You want to be what you're meant to be. Oh, yeah. Another one of my favorites. So yes. I feel what you should do is often an external suggestion and opposed to what you are meant to do, which is always or should always be an internal truth. So for those who question themselves, 
mm. more than they question others. What advice do you have? Mm. This, that's a good question. Uh, going back to the original, um, people are living from external authority figures all the time. They haven't found the voice of the genuine, as Dr. Howard Washington Thurman called it. They haven't had found their own voice of their own soul. So they're walking lockstep in what they think they should be. Something their parents said, you should be this. Something someone told them. Society says, you should do this. You should be this. And that, as you just said, that's, that's outside of yourself. So you're never truly free. You're never truly yourself because you're, uh, you're, you're a puppet dangling on the strings of somebody else's agenda. There is what is called the voice of the genuine. It's the voice of your own soul. And it knows what you're meant to be, your talents, your gifts, your capacities, which are infinite, by the way, uh, your, 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 the, 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 your, your, your uniqueness and how your uniqueness is to be expressed as the activation of your gifts in your world. But you can't get there if you're constantly listening to a voice outside of yourself, particularly the societal voice, because that voice is the voice of the status quo. And no one, can, no one took an incarnation to walk in the status quo. The status quo has already been done. Everyone has come to shatter the status quo, to go beyond it, and to create something new, to, to walk a path that we are creating by walking on it. But you can't get there if you're listening to an external voice. You have to become still. You have to ask empowering questions. You have to learn how to listen to yourself, the inner self. And then you're able to tell the difference after a while between the egoic voice and the voice of the society and the voice of the spirit, the voice of the soul. And when you walk in the direction of your own soul, that freedom, so many gifts show up in your life, so many opportunities, so many blessings that can only come if you're opening yourself up to what you're meant to be. An avocado seed is not meant to be a rose. A rose is not meant to be an apricot. Each and every one of us have a unique design of expression. If we listen with the ear that is beyond the ear and have some dimension of spiritual practice, we're able to discern it, feel it with our hear it, and then take baby steps and walk in that direction. And then inertia becomes momentum and it feels just like we're being pulled by something because we're finally listening to our soul. Um, so I, I'm just noticing, I'm taking like a personal inventory here. My, my posture is actually getting better as I'm listening to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Um, thank you so much for, for, for elaborating on, on those just beautiful statements. Um, so I, uh, I, I want to ask you one more question and um, I'd like to end this conversation with something to begin mm -hmm. each day. And mm -hmm. that is affirmations. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to share the importance and the power of affirmations. And then I'd also like you to share, if you would, what's in the works with Love Los Angeles style, the affirmations there, what's, what's written and prints and something that people can can hold but affirmations please affirmations it's it's it, affirmations are very important and, and the, the 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 key obviously is in the word affirm and people need to understand that they have a mind they're not their mind but they have one 
And the mind has been programmed. It's been programmed by um, beliefs, superstitious thoughts, society, uh, corporate media. It's been programmed and it has some good stuff in there as well. And so until those programs are, are neutralized, they act as a law in our life until they're neutralized. And so if a person is, is, has been told all their life that they're not worthy, they're not enough, they're not good enough, that becomes a program, it acts as a law. And regardless of how hard they work in life, until that program is neutralized, until that it acts as a law. And so affirmations are a beginning process of telling ourselves the truth about ourselves, that we are worthy, that we are receptive to harmonizing prosperity, that our body can heal anything, that everything is working together for our good, that all of my needs are met. Now and forever, I manifest perfect health, divine wealth, harmonizing prosperity, and divine peace. We begin to talk to ourselves. The idea is, is not to talk to the world, but to talk to ourselves. And, and then as we talk to ourselves, we start to ferret out the false beliefs that have been programmed within us and we start to come into coherence with the truth that the universe is on our side. But are we on our own side? We're not on our own side after the, oftentimes because we actually believe some superstitious thought that we're not good enough. And, and so the affirmations are a beginning step in walking in the direction of being available to more good than we could possibly imagine. So as you said, when you wake up in the morning, you want to have an intention of growing and unfolding into your greatest self. Many people suffer from an intention deficit disorder. They don't have an intention. They're just going out into the world, reacting to circumstances. That's like a ship without a rudder. You have to have an intention. And then in that intention, you affirm the truth. You listen to yourself affirming until a new law is set in motion. And then you're on your own side, you begin to see opportunities you didn't see before. You see possibilities you didn't notice before. You start to hear the voice of the genuine within you. Life becomes a lot more graceful when you're on your own side, living an intentional life and speaking the truth about yourself. And when I say truth, I'm talking about capital, capital T truth. I'm not talking about facts. I'm talking about your real nature, your real nature, which is spiritual. Beautiful. That is incredible. And so, so the, you have a project going on with Love Los Angeles where you're going to be getting, people will be able to, where you're going to create cards that people can have in their hands, people can hold them, people can. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to be writing out in my own handwriting mm -hmm. affirmations that are be short and poignant and powerful that people will be able to just memorize or read and use on a daily basis particularly when you wake up and even when you're about to go to sleep, sleep is very important. People spend three fourths of their, I mean, you know, at least a third of their life sleeping. And, but if you can actually use sleep to reprogram the mind and to heal yourself. So if you take an intention and an affirmation right before you go to sleep and then you fall asleep with it, it will go into the deep regions of your subconscious and it will begin to work without you having to work it. So the affirmations that I'll be writing will have, you can read them in the morning, you can read them as you, when you go to sleep at night, and then throughout the course of the day, they can be like a, 
uh, a vitamin B shot. It can be like, you know, oh, I'm having a bad day or I'm in a bad mood or things are going my way. You remember, hmm, I feel that everything is working together for my good. I may not be able to see it right now, but I know it's the truth. We begin to bring ourselves back into some kind of balance by high intentional self-talk. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's so incredible. Um, I, I just can't thank you enough for the time that you've taken to go on about um, these, these incredible quotes of yours um, and truly to go beyond words. As I mentioned, my posture improved like even in a single conversation. <laughs> you know what that means? That means as we were talking, your body chemist, your biochemical nature changed. You started producing more tonic chemicals. You started flushing out toxic chemicals. Your immune system got stronger. You slowed down your aging process. Your brain became more coherent, so that you're more available uh, to uh, inspiration, which is the voice of God, by the way. And I don't mean a man in the sky. God is not a man in the sky. God is a presence that's never an absence. You, you change your whole biochemical nature. And I saw you smiling a lot as well. And people don't realize that if you just smile sometimes, your, the chemicals that you produce in your body become tonic rather than toxic. Your pH in your body changes from acidic to much more homeostasis and condition around health. And so you were, you're a great testimony of, 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 of participating in something that's vibrationally worthy and your body changed just like that well it was incredible what an, what an amazing uh what an amazing conversation so honored and excited to share this with the world um and just can't thank you enough for helping all of us become a bit more aware now thank yeah. you and you know i love that title <laughs> now that's that's exactly what we teach at Agape International. Staying aware in the nowness of this moment. I love this. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for sharing these words, these intentions, these affirmations, these reminders of what is possible when we simply become more aware. Thank you. My joy. God bless you. Thank you so much. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are Aware Now.